0: Welcome to the Dog Knowledge Podcast. I'm super grateful that you've decided to take some time out of your day to listen to me talk to different guests about dogs, dog training, and dog behavior. I'm your host, Renee Erdman. I have a diploma in canine behavior and training. I am an Academy for Dog Trainers grad and an IAABC certified trainer as well. So, thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy this podcast.
1: Dog knowledge, are you there?
0: I am. Hi, Don. <laughs> How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. How are you doing?
0: Good. Nice to talk to you finally.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. This is the first like voice.
0: Yes, exactly. We've just been sort of conversing via Instagram, so yeah, it's nice to have a conversation. So, um, it, right now the, the app's running, so we're recording. We're we're going. So,
1: um, right. should
0: I start with the questions then? I'll just, yeah. Uh, oh my
1: God. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. Let's, do it. <laughs> let's
0: do it. Okay. Cool. So so just to anybody who's listening, um, so Don is a certified dog trainer via the Karen Pryor Academy, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's and correct. Your business is Running Dogs Toronto. Is that the full? Uh, the full name? Uh, yeah
1: I go um, uh, running dogs training and behavior and then um, I Got added the to Toronto just for social media things.
0: Yeah 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 and obviously you're based in Toronto so cool okay um, so tell me about your background working with dogs how things started before you became a trainer.
1: Yeah um, uh, so I guess I mean there's, there's, there's the typical beginnings um, you know grew up with lots of animals had a, a few family dogs while I was growing up and cats and uh, my parents indulged a lot of other a weird animal interest of mine so I had like pet iguanas <laughs> and tree yeah. frogs and uh oh god what else like uh, chameleons we had, so I had a lot of lizards and uh little creatures and stuff <laughs> so uh, that, was, that was always a big part of my uh yeah. my childhood um but at some point I kind of departed from that it was always sort of important to me but I started doing other things I got into mm-hmm. traveling and I went mm-hmm. to university and and then I was uh, traveling up in the Yukon, and I, like, one way or another, kind of, in a roundabout sort of way, like, I didn't actually want to adopt the dog at the time, but my, <laughs> my girlfriend at the time was like, we'll just take care of him a little bit. <laughs> and, a uh, little bit, yeah. That led, to, uh, that led to a full adoption after a couple of months. And, uh, and, and honestly, that, that dog just changed everything for me, just turned my whole life upside down. And I, I, I reprioritized so many things that I thought were the most important things to me, and, and all of a sudden <laughs> it was... It was all about him and, and he led me to, uh, he was kind of like a husky mutt. He led me to, um, to a number of years guiding dog sledding tours, um, wow. some work in, um, the, at the Toronto Humane Society, mm-hmm. uh, which led me to, to more behavioral interests and, and then to
0: training. Got it. Nice. So is this a second career for you or is it like your first sort of full-time thing?
1: It feels it feels like a first career because any 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 uh, semblance of a career before this was uh, was mostly like uh, backpacking around and.
0: uh, um, Is that that right?
1: (laughs) A little, a little bit, a little bit, yeah, (laughs) definitely a bit of a vagabond for a while. That's okay, yeah. I I would call this my first career.
0: (laughs) Nice, yeah. I think for most. Well, a lot of dog trainers, this is not their, um, their first career. It's a, right. it's a later in life thing for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So
0: yeah. Interesting to see how you got to this point. Um, And so when you were at the shelter, were you just sort of observing the fact that there's such a need for, for behavior work and consulting and training?
1: Uh, a, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I was so guilty of, of like, buying in like hook line and sinker with like a lot of popular not Mm -hmm. so um fact-based thinking (laughs) without naming names yeah yeah same
0: here yeah
1: (laughs) um and and i spend a lot of time uh talking to a lot of people about a lot of dogs i i I, um was managing all of their dog adoptions for a while and so i was kind of this front desk person with a little staff and we just talked and talked and talked and interviewed and did all that and and um it got me really interested, like difficult dogs became really fascinating to me and, and also mm-hmm. in the shelter environment. Um, the difficult dogs were the ones that you developed relationships with. All, all the mm-hmm. goody two-shoes just, just, you know, just upped and left in, in no time. And the, uh, you know, the ones that were a bit of a pain, um, you got to, you know, you got to get to know them better. And, and so, yeah, I guess it developed a bit of a special interest in the uh, in the tough ones
0: yeah i bet um and would you say that it is a a challenge being a male in male dog trainer in a female sort of saturated uh field or not you know what do you even think you 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 kind of you you posed this
1: question a couple days ago and i've been and i've been kind of chewing on it since and i've been thinking about it and and i think that like there might be some challenges but i i I don't think that there, I've experienced too, too many challenges. I like, I have mm-hmm. so many women peers who are like fantastic dog trainers, you know, who've been doing this a lot longer than me, who are like really, you know, honestly just, just so much more experienced and so, than, than I am. And and I've been, they've been so great to me. Yeah, um, okay. I, I've been really, uh, I've been really well supported by like a lot of, uh, a lot of great women trainers out there and, and they are like really dominating mm-hmm. the industry. And, uh, it's, I don't know. You know, I went. To, I went to a, a little conference uh, a few months ago. Um, right. Michael Shikashio's um, aggression in uh, in dogs, and mm-hmm. it was attended by like. I don't know, may- maybe I'm going to guess like 60 people and me and yeah. him were the only guys in the room. Oh. <laughs> and, was, and you know, at, at that point you're like, Oh yeah, this is kind of funny. Like, I don't think it, it, it feels quite so obvious sometimes as it, as it yeah. does in a situation like that. But um, no, I, I don't I feel like it's been so difficult. I, yeah. I feel like it's been really welcoming and, 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 uh, and I think that's, I, I don't know. I, I've enjoyed it a lot actually.
0: That's good. Yeah. And I think it's all about perspective, right? So sure. it's, it's, you know, how, what's negative, what's positive. I think, um, yeah, the only time it's really apparent that it is female sort of dominated is when you do go to conferences because there literally is very, you know, there's very few men attending. And I think that, you know, and it depends, I think on the type of training. So that leads me to, you know, is it that males are more drawn if they're going to work with animals, are they drawn towards the approach that, they need to use force or the other methods which just for anybody who's listening that doesn't you know quite understand there's different camps for dog training and the 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 route that you've chosen, Dawn, is to go with the Karen Pryor, which is marker training and it's um, it's force free. It's there's a lot of choice Mm -hmm. involved for the animal. So the other side of the coin is is using what we call aversive dog training, which could be anything from, um, you know, just using intimidation techniques, um, tone of voice or, you know, then getting to things like. Uh, leash corrections or shot collars or prong collars right so mm-hmm. back to what I was I was um, getting at is you know or, or questioning is it that men are more drawn towards the aversive uh, training versus the route you've chosen I don't know what do you think I
1: Anyways. it certainly seems that way to me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I you know I, I use my imagination a little bit to kind of like backtrack the whole sort of narrative of it and, and, I, mm-hmm. and I can see like a lot of animal training historically have have been very male dominated and, and I can, right. and I, and I feel like, I, I mean, I'd love for somebody to research this and tell me all about it, but I, but I feel like, you know, the um like you and I, and and, and the rest of our sort of peers being more like modern trainers, um, mm-hmm. you know, is in contrast to like a long history of, of a male dominated approach that was a little more forceful. And, and yeah. Yeah. even today, like, I feel like the, um the narratives of, of a lot of like force, um like, like aversive or a compulsive training, the, the narratives around them I think are very appealing. If if I can speak really generally, are very right. appealing to like guys. You know? yeah. Yeah. Um, you know that you need to kind of step up and like man up or like be in charge or something like that. I think it I yeah. think it appeals to a sensibility that that, that aligns with a lot of, you know, just just typical social conditioning out there.
0: Yeah, for sure. And if you look if you look at the history of dog training, the you know, where it originated, it's it's a lot of it stems from the military, right? And yes, yeah, females were not involved in that portion of of things no. uh, at that time, right? No, so yeah, if you look at the history, um the early history, <coughs> it kind of makes sense. And I mean, that's what we've the basis of dog training is its military training from that time now we just know more obviously yeah. and you either you, know, you you either change with with the evolving information and in science or you stay with I guess what's comfortable um, and what appeals to the average person that wants fast results I guess yeah. I don't know
1: so. yeah yeah I mean I think that's I think that's definitely something that happens a lot and and in fact you yeah. know you're asking about you know being being a guy in a in a field that's, that's, uh, run by a lot of women is I, there is a, a thing that I feel really kind of neat about like my position and it, and it is to, um, I feel like I've got a, a bit of a unique perspective to bring towards other men. Um, y- yes. y- you know, there's, there's, I'm, I'm constantly like a load of my, my, my clients are, um, are men and women, but I'm often being contacted by, um, you know, if it's a couple, it's, you know, I'm often being, uh, you know, uh, contacted by, a uh, by the woman the um thing. but by oh, the woman okay. often yeah and then yeah. and then i find myself in these these interesting sort of conversations translating these ideas um very easily to <laughs> to the, the the woman and uh yeah and 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 with a little more like tact and nuance for for the guys yeah. who seem to be a little more yeah. like really okay you know like they need just a little more convincing to uh, to get on board mm-hmm. um yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Th- that's super interesting I, and i find that too you know with Um, when I'm working with men, uh, it's, gosh, it's just so interesting to hear your perspective because when I am working with men, it is a lot of times, you know, tone of voice. um, Mm. They are doing what, what works quickly with the dog and what they've, they've, they've been taught is, is how they're supposed to act with animals. And likely I find that this, this sort of correlates with their parenting styles. I don't know if you've noticed this too, but I find it so interesting because a lot of times the parenting styles are the same, a a similar approach to how they're working with the, with the animals, which you could never say, Oh, by the way, you know, (laughs) you change your, your approach with parenting. That's just not, not an option.
1: (laughs) It is. Yeah. It is fascinating. fascinating. The, 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 the dog training sort of proxy to parenting is really, you know, it's like, it's, it's very, people tell you a lot about themselves, you know, when they, uh, when, when, when you work about them and how they interact with their dogs and how they want to, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Make things
1: happen. It's, it's fascinating. <laughs> it is.
0: Um, so what, right now, what's the biggest challenge that you're seeing uh, with the clientele that you're working with, um, with their, with the dogs and with the owners,
1: with the dogs and the owners. Yeah. yeah. I am. Um, I feel like I've been uh, the vast majority of my clients recently, like just in the last few months have like, like it's been like 80% leash reactive stuff. Um, uh-huh. yeah. and, I, and I think that's, I, I imagine that to be like a, a you know, a pretty common thing for a lot of trainers living in cities. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can just get away with a lot of off-leash time, and 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 leashes mm-hmm. are super necessary. But I think you know create a lot of, um, um, not a lot of issues for a lot of dogs. But but you know, there's like a higher rate of issues. I think you know, it just kind of it just kind of sucks to be like on the other end of a rope all the time. For you know, and I can mm-hmm. see how that's that's mm-hmm. frustrating for some dogs and, and creates mm-hmm. issues. Um, mm-hmm. But but I also really, as far as issues go, I mean, I'd rather they weren't all feeling the way they're feeling but but it is an issue that I really enjoy working with like it's, it's one that mm-hmm. I feel like I can uh I understand well and can and can work with well and and given the number of clients I've had with that I, you know I, I kind of bring like a a confidence in myself that you know that allows me to to pace myself and kind of get to those mm-hmm. results that uh, that take that take patience
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah well you know. and what's your approach to um obviously it's going to be you know certain things are gonna be different with different clients, but sure, yeah. do you have like a, a common approach to um, resolving that issue?
1: Um, like, a, like training wise with the dog? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, all, um, all really uh, counter conditioning and, and desensitization. And, and I mm-hmm. feel like I, I am, I'm talking like the engaged disengage game constantly. That's um,
0: right. Just such yeah. a big
1: go to but and, and it's really neat and tidy way to like, say it. But I think the, you know, the hard part is always just um, like understanding your your increments of criteria, and understanding that like you know we're not going to move like leaps and bounds this week. We're gonna we're gonna get there like you know in a month or two or, or more sometimes you know. And right. um, I think that's really tough for clients. I think I think for uh-huh. me and for you for other people who have kind of seen this kind of work from from beginning through to like a lot of resolve, you can you can bring a, a an understanding that like this is this is what it looks like. But for anybody's first time around, it's like you don't really you have a hard time imagining the light at the end of the tunnel. It just seems like this is going on forever. Um, and, and I feel like it's, it's a, uh, yeah, trying, trying to like really encourage people and, 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 um, and convince them that like, you know, these incremental steps are all making big. And then one day they see it and they, and they, and they buy in fully and are just like, yes, this is perfect. This is amazing. But um, it's a bit of a sell in the beginning. I find because uh, you don't, you don't yield those, those um, quick results that they'd love to see.
0: I completely agree. That's just the, that point right there is it's such an important one is to give clients the realistic uh, set of expectations and goals, right? Because yeah. oftentimes they are offered quick solutions by whomever. Um, mm-hmm. and, and those solutions are often damaging, right? And but it, they work. And they work quickly, yep. and the clients will see progress what they think is progress because the the behavior has changed right mm-hmm. um, so the end game is like okay we 've got to stay in it to win it. It could take six months, it could take three months, it could take a year, but that's you know that 's the reality of long term effective behavior change that 's not mm-hmm. going to cause other side effects right so yeah, that's yeah. an important point and i i, I can relate to that 110 percent with working with clients so um yeah so i and so what on just on that note then mm-hmm. would you say that's one of the bigger challenges that the, the humans have when you're working with them or, or, do, or what do you think
1: yeah yeah i think yeah. i think it um i think it is i think once people um once they buy in, once they feel like they've 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 been given a like, like a glimmer of hope that they you know they they really feel it, um, mm-hmm. once th- then they're on board, right? And once they're on board, you know you can you can the the work can start rolling out. But sometimes the uh, the hardest thing is just. Uh, how do I say this? Like, like oftentimes in a first session with people, like I, I really want to introduce them to like a really simple, easy behavior that, that, that mm-hmm. may be entirely applicable to their concern, but it may also only be sort of partially, maybe not even applicable to their, their primary <laughs> thing. But mm-hmm. if they can, mm-hmm. um, in one session, teach their dog to do something simple um, yeah. and, and see that their dog can like learn something so quickly. And um, right. I, I, then they're like, oh, wow, look at that. Like he is a smart dog he can learn things like you know she's mm-hmm. really bright isn't she you know and, and I think when they can they can give a little something to grasp on to um that's mm-hmm. like for me that that's very strategic like I'm very very interested in like giving people something tangible on a first session um to get that mm-hmm. buy-in to get them on on board because um the rest of the stuff isn't it's not terribly uh sexy you know like it takes it <laughs> takes time it's, it's it doesn't you know it's not like flashy and it it's it, it, it like takes a bit of time
0: drying. Yeah, it's like watching paint dry. It yes, should yeah, be, yeah. anyways. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I think that that's, it's, um, you know, it's a people business, right? We're working with mm-hmm. people and mm-hmm. and their dogs, which come along with them. But um, it's so important to understand the nuances of working with humans and, and communicating with them properly. Um so is there one recurring sort of theme that comes up with clients, it, you know, whether it's a, a myth or misinformation that you, keep feel, like you feel like you have to always address or, you know, unpack for people?
1: I, there's, there's a lot of things that I would like. You know, if 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 clients wanted to like sit down and just pick my brain about like all things dog, there's like a bajillion mm-hmm. things I want to say. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> my problem is 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 less so um, with, with with that, and more trying to just parse my words and try to just keep it really specific and digestible for them. And um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. back, I, I mentioned um, Michael Shikashio's, um aggression uh, seminar, and I, and I also took he had an online course that he took a while ago, and he said something in mm-hmm. a in a Q and a after one of the uh, webinars um, where, where he said he, he tries, he, he actually, unless they ask specifically or unless it's hampering like the training plan that they're on, he totally ignores um, yeah. conversation around dominance around, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, all these, these sort these big hot topic sort of things. Um, and he says, you know what? Like, it's just, it's, it's kind of a waste of time. We don't need to convince everybody that this is the right way to think about things or something, you know, it's, it's a, uh, we really just need to help them with that issue, and and that it's maybe a bit of a slow game. If they start seeing like, hey, this method really helped fix my dog, maybe similar methods will will help train them to do this or that. And and, right. I, and I like that. I think it's I think it's um it takes it takes patience. But um, convincing you know changing people's minds I think is is very hard, and 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 at the, mm-hmm. at the very best takes uh, takes time. Like things need to sort of percolate, you know, and, and set in, and almost like people need to kind of come to the understanding of things almost as if it was their own idea. And all you can do is plant Mm -hmm. seeds. (laughs) And so I like to remind myself of that and, 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 and avoid like, unless they're asking directly, I like to, you know, typically avoid, um, you know, big, big hot ticket
0: topics. Yeah. I think excellent points. Um, And I also think that language, like at the end of the day, can we, we can probably understand what the client means or what somebody means by the language that they're using, but Mm we don't have to take it so um, black and white so if somebody uses a w- certain word to describe a behavior I can it doesn't really matter what word you're using if I can figure out what it is that you're sort of getting at like is it a personality thing that you're talking about with your dog that's likely what they mean it doesn't matter mm-hmm. I don't need to correct them um, I, I don't know if you feel the same way but yeah. it's, it, I don't want to cor- be correcting people and making them feel stupid for words right. that they're using or references right so yeah yeah I think that's important as well yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I, I totally agree.
0: Yeah. So it, is there um, if you could recommend one piece of equipment that every dog um, guardian should have is what would it be? just one uh, like I wish
1: like <laughs> I wish just like everybody carried bait bags like treat you right? know just, just bring, yeah. bring some yeah. freaking treats with you it makes so many things so much easier you know <laughs> It does, um, right? Yeah. you know I think like we, we we use food like really strategically to train and stuff like that but like mm-hmm. so often you know like people just struggle with like you know like half decent recall in the dog park it's like honestly like if you brought like four little pieces of hot dog with you you'd never have this problem you
0: know yeah, um
1: yeah. and there's there's some things you know just just uh you know i love like 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 gene donaldson's uh you know to just pay the dog <laughs> that's right. it just pay yeah. them you know you want uh you, you know behavior costs something and you just just make it worth their while and and mm-hmm. you know and, and and you can just take a deep breath and 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 live more cooperatively with your dog you know it's uh
0: yeah right
1: a, a, a treat bag a bait bag
0: Yeah. And I think that it just, it leads, uh, it leads to understanding um, us discussing this, just it it, motivation. Like we just addressing motivation and and realizing that animals, what they actually will work for. Right. And that's going to be up Mm -hmm. to the the dog. Um, I wish I could, I always say, I wish I could choose for my dog, what motivates them because (laughs) then I wouldn't have to spend so much money on food. But the reality is, is we just don't get that choice. And so I think it's, so important to find out what's what's motivating and then yeah treat pouches are just it should just be like a leash right in my opinion I think totally for us because that's yeah. what we do but um, you know yeah. I see more and more people with them which is good right yeah it's getting better so. me too
1: yeah. me too for sure and, and you yeah. know and, and I get it too like I I even in the middle of like my dog training school and, and getting into this professionally like I still struggle a little bit with was just throwing my bait bag on before going for walks. Like there was still, right. I don't know, they're like maybe a little like, a little nerdy feeling something sometimes, you know, like <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there's definitely these little social barriers that I think like hold people back from like actually like throwing their fanny pack on and, and taking their dog for a walk. You just know, like, I, I get it, I get it. I feel like, you know, eventually I just sort of got yeah. over it and, and, I'm, and I'm happy for it, but I, I understand the resistance for sure.
0: Yeah, it's kind of hard to sometimes um, for people I think to accept the sort of dork factor of, yeah. of how it <laughs> looks. There are some nice ones out there, though. I have to say, um, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, and then, do you have one skill that you um, you think that every dog needs? Just oh,
1: like like one like one one sort of behavior or one yeah. one trained thing would be so great. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I. You know, I mentioned before. I'm not. I'm not sure if it's like every dog needs it, but I mentioned this before. Like in, in a first session, giving doing something really easy and and tangible for a for a new client to kind of you know see see mm-hmm. things working. Um, I teach almost every single client um, and their dog uh, touch, and 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 I'll like you know in touch being like you know touch my hand with your nose. Um, and yeah. I just that for me ends up getting peppered into like almost every training session you know even if I'm just resetting uh-huh. a dog even if like whatever it is I can find a really like useful little way to use that and 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 so many ways and then I think even just just broader and more basic is, is it's just like it can be one good tool um in your toolbox for for recall you know and, and, You're right
0: and, yeah mm-hmm. so I, I find it's just it's,
1: it's simple and, and you know what I, I, I suspect. I get a lot of, I get a lot of compliance around this. A lot of people, um, you know, I come back for a second session and they're like, Oh my God, he's so good at this. I think it's, (laughs) it's, it's cute. I think that's what it is. I think it's like, it's, it's adorable. And so it's actually like that (laughs) much more exciting and reinforcing for the people. So they, they actually like get into it and practice it more than maybe, you know, another behavior that's like a little less adorable.
0: (laughs) Right. It's an excellent foundation skill. I think it's, yeah, it's a good choice for sure. Um, Cool. Okay. Well, great. I think uh, this has been a, an excellent conversation. I'm yeah. So nice to talk to you. Chat. Yeah. And um, and we'll have to do it again. And uh, what's your website?
1: Uh, so- www.runningdogs.ca. And um, and also um, yeah, at runningdogs to on uh, on Facebook, but um, Instagram is kind of my main mode of uh, of social media. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's I, I like to. Try on all sorts of stuff that I'm working on, on onto there.
0: Excellent.
1: Yeah, no, thanks so much. And I'm really excited about your podcast. This is cool. awesome. I can't okay. wait to hear uh, well, future for chatting episodes. thanks
0: today. Okay. Yeah, I hope that it, I hope that it, yeah, I hope that it um, It will yeah, have me lots too. of episodes. <laughs> and no And conversations like this, which are really hey, valuable. Take care. So Bye-bye. thank you so much, Dawn.